seen a lot of things in this town. Things I don't like. Bad people taking advantage of the weak. Good people down on their luck. Innocent people suffer. Talk to God a lot. Sometimes he talks back. So I ask him, when are you going to do something about all this? You know what his answer was? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. My name is Habakkuk. This is my story. guys doing wonderful next week we're starting a new series on habakkuk if i gave out a hundred dollars to somebody who could spell that i'm pretty sure my money would be safe habakkuk habakkuk is something you do when your cat hawks up a furball habakkuk uh that's a next week we're doing it old school we're going to be looking at some old school prophets uh, for, for the next uh, few weeks Habakkuk is the first one. We're going to be looking at Hosea. So that starts next Sunday. So make sure to be here. Um, it's going to be some really fun stuff. This Sunday, though, we are finishing our series on uh, something we started at the beginning of the year called Spaces. Spaces. So um, we've been talking about that everybody, we all fill spaces. We all have spaces. We love filling. Um, we are space fillers. That We have 365 days on our calendar that we fill spaces with. And then we're all going to fill them with something. We're all going to fill them with some ones. Um, it's just really some, some things important we're going to fill them with, some things not very important we're going to fill them with. Um, but we're all going to fill it with something. Uh, Lewis Smeads, uh, this is uh, the fella that I just, I read this quote, and I said, man, we've got to do a series on this. This is what Lewis Smeads says. I bought a brand-new calendar yesterday. Every square has a number that tells me which day of the month I'm in and which moment I'm in. Every space is a frame for one episode of my life. And before I'm through with the book, I'm going to fill each of the square spaces with classes I teach, people with whom I ate lunch, everlasting committee meetings I sit through, and these are only the things I can't forget. Whatever I do, it has to fit inside one of those squares in my date book. I live one square at a time, one space at a time. The four lines that make up the box are the walls of time that organize my life. Each box has an invisible door that leads to the next square. As if by a silent stroke, the door opens and I'm pulled through as if by a magnet, sucked into the next square on the line. There I will again fill the time that seals me, fill it with busyness just as I did with the square before. As I get older... The squares seem to get smaller. And one day I'm going to walk into a square that has no door. There will be no mysterious opening and no walking into an adjoining square. One of those squares, one of those square spaces will be terminal. I do not know which square it is. We all fill the spaces on your calendar with something. Something. And the space on your calendar... All of the stuff that is important to us, we have to jam, cram, pack in there. 
and for most of us, we think, you know what? I've got 30 years left of my life. I've got 40 years. I've got 60 years. If I'm average, I'm the, if I'm the average male, I'll live to be 73 years old, and that leaves me with 26,000 and some change square days on a calendar. That's a lot, 26,000. And someday I'm going to get to the things that are important. Someday. Uh, one day I'm going to get to the point where you know, I'll start doing this, and I'll start doing this It's important. I know it's important, but someday I will get to it. There's a problem with someday thinking. Is it on your calendar, you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but someday isn't on there. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, some of you, you are waiting, and you're saying, someday I'm going to do this. Someday I'm going to go, and I'm going to spend more time with the kids. And someday when, when it gets a little bit less hectic, I'm going to spend more time with my spouse. Someday I'm going to put some money away for my retirement. Someday we're wanting to go on that vacation. Someday... I want to get closer to God. In fact, this is really interesting. The average person, uh, this is a great survey, they surveyed over 6,000 people. And, and basically, this is what they asked. Um, someday I'm going to get serious with my relationship with God. That they, their priority was knowing and loving God. And that was a priority. They said, yes, that is my priority. But what kept them from accomplishing that goal was busyness. Busyness. You see, I really think one of our biggest problems as one church, and probably one of the biggest problems as the average church in America, is just we're filled with people who say, you know, who aren't thumbing their nose at God and flipping God off and saying, I am so against you, God. That's not probably majority of you. You're saying, yes, God is a priority in your life. But someday I'm going to get around to getting close to him. Someday. And some days never happen. They never happen. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, Solomon, we've been looking a lot in this series about what the wisest person in the world said. And then we've been going about what Jesus said. This is what Solomon, the wisest person in the world, says about time. Those who are wise will find a time and a way to do what is right. Those who are wise will find a time and a way to do what is right. Yes, there is a time and a way for everything. Solomon says, you want to know what true wisdom is? It's finding the right times for the right things and the right things for the right times. That's what he's saying. That wise thinking is not thinking of someday because someday will never happen. So, what we're going to do today is I have a couple of things I want to show you guys. We have priorities. We all have priorities in our lives. We're going to look at these a little bit later. And then our life is like a space, and we tend to fill it with stuff. We tend to fill it with stuff that, you know, we just, it just happens. And we, a lot of times we think, someday I'm going to get to these priorities. Someday. But until that day comes, we have a lot of have-tos that ha happen. So just follow with me, if you would. This is sand. It's purple sand. That's just the way I'm feeling today. And this is your life. By the way, this, 
This can- canister is 24-hour increment. It's 24-quart, if you would. You can't make 26. Your day, you can't supersize it and say, I'd like to have a 29. It's 24 hours. That's all you got. All right? So this is what, what happens. When we say someday we're going to get to our priorities, the have-tos start filling it up. You wake up. You brush your teeth, some of y'all. You take a shower. We have, um, we have work have-tos or school have-tos that you go in and the boss tells you, hey, I need you to do this project. Um, I need you to... For most people at work, you spend an average of 52 minutes a day on the telephone, 15 minutes on hold. When you go to your job tomorrow, on your desk, if you're average, you're going to have about 36 hours of stuff, paperwork on your desk, 36 hours that would keep you busy really for that 40-hour work week that you're just going to shuffle around because you're thinking, you know what, if I avoid it long enough, it'll go away. All right? And here's the thing. Those 36 hours worth of paperwork that you've been avoiding on your thing, you usually spend about three hours a week sifting that pile, just moving piles. All right? Now, so that's the work week. I mean, it takes a lot of time. And then you go home and you sleep. If you're average, you have about six to eight hours a day worth of sleep. Some of you are below average. You get... Four or five. Some of you, if you're young people, you sleep for 16 hours. All right. So college students, you know what I'm talking about. You've not been to class in, in months. And it'll all come back to you. So six hours, six to eight hours, you got to sleep. You, you wake up. You exercise occasionally. You clean up. Life happens. You prepare food. You buy food at the grocery store. You cook food. You clean up food. All of this happens in your day, all right? You know, it's amazing that one comedian once says, we're a nation that shouts at the microwave oven to hurry up. One of, the, one of my favorite comedians, Stephen Wright, says it this way. He says, he says, I once put instant coffee in my microwave and I almost went back in time. For those who are awake, thank you. Thank you for laughing. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, you know, there's just stuff that has to happen. Um, uh, bills have to be paid. The checkbook has to be balanced. If you have children, dear Lord, you have to take them to school if they miss the bus. Um, you have to hang out with them and spend some time with them. This is kind of interesting. Did you know that the average, if you're an average parent, you spend 31 minutes of quality time with your children a day? And if you're a man... That goes down to seven minutes. Um, you, uh, if you're the average person, you spend seven minutes of your day on pet or, or uh, plant care. If you're average, you spend 16 minutes, roughly one year of your life, looking for lost things. If you're my wife, that's two years. Um, you spend 29 minutes visiting with other people, all right? which, by the way, that has declined dramatically over the years, and you spend four minutes a day filling out paperwork for the government. Four minutes a day. 
you spend about six months of your life waiting at, uh, at stoplights. If you're the average American, you spend 73 minutes a day commuting back and forth to work. There's cell phones to talk to while you're on the car so that you can try to kill other people. There are ladies putting mascara on. One of the most dangerous things I've ever done going down the interstate is having my laptop on the side and watching movies while driving down the road. That's called intervention, people. All right, so we are all, we spend a lot of time in the vehicles, all right? A lot of time. And after a while, your life is filled up with the have-tos. You're saying, someday I'll get to the priorities of my life, but someday never happens because you don't have any more room in the jar. Some of you, this is exactly where you're at. You've crammed coming to church this morning to check off the little space on your calendar called Sunday. Okay, I've given God, you know, an hour on one day of the week. And as we've been talking, God doesn't want to just be confined to your little space in your life called Sunday. God wants to be involved in every area of your life. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, every area. He wants to spill over so that God permeates your seven days of your week, your 365 days of your year, that you and God are close and intimate. But we can't do that because we don't have any more room. In fact, that's where I want us to go. The first priority is this, is God. God, that God is not a priority, He is the priority. Matthew 6.33 says this, it says, Seek first, seek first the, His kingdom and His righteousness, and all of these other things I shall add unto you. So we'll try to cram God in there. God should be the first thing of every part of our lives. You know, and how, how, do you, how does one get close to God? Well, the best way is through this book, the Bible. That God wrote this, this love letter, so that He can communicate to you and so that you can understand His heart and His mind. This is how we get close to God. In fact, this is so amazing. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, we read about Jesus. Jesus, being the Son of God, in a very hectic day, he wakes up and he says this. Everybody say, before daybreak. Now, some of y'all don't know what that looks like. Some of y'all are amazed that there's actually two 10 o'clocks in the day. There is a 10 o'clock in the morning. So, but if you're here at church, I can't give you a razz you too much because it's not. So, you know, hey, before daybreak, that's before the sun is up. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. That Jesus prioritized God so much that he says, you know what, before my day, my 24 hours gets filled up, I'm not going to try to cram God into that. Because it ain't going to work. That Jesus put God first. 
by reading the Bible, by praying, by talking to Him. Now, some of y'all, if you're not morning people, does that mean you have to have this time with God early in the morning? No, it doesn't. That's just how Jesus did it. But you know what? If you, you, know, you find the part of your day that you are the most awake, the most alert, and you spend time with God, that God is a priority. He's not just a leftover that we try to cram in. That God is the priority of our life. The next one, I want to talk about this, is P. That stands for people. You know, it's amazing that Jesus spent a lot of time with people. A lot of time with people. In fact, we looked at verse 35 of Mark chapter 1. You got up early and he spent time with God. Look at 36. It says this. <coughs> Ooh. Mark 1, 36 says, I might have to turn to it, excuse me, pardon me. Uh, Y'all just sit down, stay there, you're good. Um, Mark 136 is, Mark 1, okay, I'm in Luke, got to keep on going back. This is really embarrassing, pardon me. All right, 136 says this. I found it, don't quit looking. All right, 136 says, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. So everybody's pulling at Jesus. And then this is what Jesus says. But Jesus replied, we must go on to the other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. Jesus had so much going on in his life. And isn't it true that when you get busy and I get busy, we have a tendency to just kind of shut people out? I mean, I, I'm that way. I'm a, I love hanging out with people. But when things get too jam-cram-packed in my life, one of the first things to go is meaningful relationships. One of the first things to go is, is, is community, is spending time with other people, and it just, it, it just gets shut out. So we try to cram people into our 24-hour day, and it just doesn't quite work. The next ball and the last priority that that really is huge, is C, and that stands for calling. Calling. That we all have a calling. That we all have a, a passion. We all want to make a difference. In the words of Blues Brothers, the Blues Brothers, we're on a mission from God, ma'am. That we all have a mission to change this world. Everyone in here, I don't know some of you, you don't know me, but the one thing I know about you is you want your life to be meaningful, to be full of meaning. You want to, after however the many spaces on your calendar that you have given to you, and when you die, you want people to say, she made a difference in my life. He made a difference in my life. We all have a calling. We all have a passion. This is what uh, the wisest man in the world, uh, Solomon, this is what he says. In Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, he says, where there is no vision... The people decay. That word for vision, it's the Hebrew word chazon. Everybody say that. Chazon. You've got to get some guttural, some phlegm. Right? <laughs> Let's try it one more time. Ready? Chazon. It's the Hebrew word chazon, and it starts with a C. And anyway, and, and it literally means vision, passion, dream. You have a vision. 
You have a passion. You have a dream that God has created you for something. And you want to do that one thing He's called you to do. That we have a calling. Only one problem. It just doesn't, it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. It, it just doesn't work. You see, when you choose to, for your priorities to not be first, it doesn't fit. Let's go back to what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. That first verse that we looked at, and this is from the message. This is what Solomon says. Yes, there is a right time and a way for everything, even though, unfortunately, we miss it for the most part. This is missing it for the most part. This is missing it. This doesn't work. You're trying this right now. You've lived this. It doesn't work. The things that you say you value just doesn't happen. It doesn't work. So, and, and you can't, again, I said you can't supersize this. You only get so much time. And what we try to do is we try to push everything in and squeeze it. In fact, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. And that's what we try to do. We try to press down and cram our priorities in there, and it never does work. And here's the danger. The danger, church, is that you will leave, live a very respectable, a very honoring, a very, oh, isn't she lovely, isn't he nice, he's got it all together type of life. And have never, ever gotten to these things right here. The things that you say are the most important in your life, you never ever get to. In fact, one person said it this way. He says, you know what? If the devil can't make you bad, he will make you busy. Because if you're busy, you will never get around to doing the things that God has called you to do. Some of you in here, you're you're not bad people. Some of you, y'all are jacked up. I'm going to be honest with you. But most of you, no, I'm just joking. I mean, you're not bad people. You're busy. And busy tends to, you try to cram it in and, and it suffocates. And you try to, you start worrying, how can you make this happen? Let me tell you what Matthew six twenty seven. Jesus says, can all of your worries add one single moment to your life? Of course not. If you worry, can you make this bigger? No. It doesn't work. He says in Matthew 6.33, But when you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, first, all of these other things will be added unto you. You see, if you don't put God first in your life, if you keep God confined to this little space in your life called Sunday, you're going to live a life like this and never get around to what's important. So let's just, uh, you know, and some of you think, well, I'm going to wait. It'll get less confusing one day. It's going to get just relaxed. This is what Jesus says in Matthew 6.34. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough worry of itself. Anybody want to say, uh-huh. Each day has enough trouble of its own, so we wait until it's less demanding. You know, I know once the kids get out, I'm going to get serious in my relationship with God. Once the kids get out of the house, we're going to start saving more money because we ain't got to spend it on diapers. You know, once the... You know, once I get a better job, and we talked about this last week, once I get more money, I'll start putting God first. Here's the problem. That never happens, does it? It's been amazing hearing some of your stories that you shared last week of the money that we gave out, God's money, and how you spent it. 
Some people put it in the offering. Some people gave it to the homeless. Some people gave it to one person so they can make backpacks for the homeless. Um, some people helped pay, um, pay for people's gas. It was amazing. How many of y'all enjoyed that last week? Isn't it better to give than to receive? It so much is. So, you know, here's a novel concept. These have-tos are killing us. So let's do this. Let's just put everything back in here. Let's empty your jar. And let's put in God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. And then after that, let's get into community with other people and have meaningful relationships. If we're to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and strength, and then the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And then the last, what is the one thing that God has called you to do? What is that? It's amazing that once we put God first and we just start all the have-tos in life, it just starts happening. It just, it's there and the brushing teeth and putting on deodorant, praise Jesus, and um, going down the road and, and all of this stuff. It just happens. And it just starts filling up our life and, our, and it, it just it starts suffocating us. And, I mean, all of this stuff. And, and, you know, it's just like, you know what? When we put God first, all this stuff, It just, it just seems to just kind of settle in there. It just happens that it starts fitting. Look at there. It all fits when you put God first. It all seems to just work when you seek first. God's kingdom and His righteousness. All the other stuff in your life, everything, taking kids to school, all the stuff, it just works. So my question is, what are you going to start putting first? Our big idea is this. Don't put off someday what you can do today. Don't put off someday what you can do today. And some of you, you've been putting off for years, 365 days at a time, spaces at a time. I'm going to get close to God one day. I'm going to give my heart to God one day. I'm going to get, I'm, it's, gonna, it's all going to just settle in one day. And one day and some days never, ever happen. You've got to put Jesus first. You've got to put Jesus as the center of your life. That once Jesus is the center and everything else just kind of works down, it happens. It works. Because some days never work. Why put off someday what you can do today? So as the band comes back out, I just wanna I just want to spend some time talking with you guys. Because some of you 
you're just like, you know what? Jesus is, uh, it'll happen sometime. One day. Someday. We're assuming that you have 73 years if you're a guy. 79 if you're a woman. But we have no guarantees, do we? We all know people who've died when they're 37, 38, 22, 40, 52. All of that is way too young. So why put off someday what you can do today? For some of you, you just need to say, you know what, I need to make Jesus the center of my heart right now. And I'm going to ask Him to come in. And I'm going to ask Him to get of all of that junk. And I'm going to put Him first in everything. And if that means I've got to get up earlier, then great. If that means I need to stay up later, then great. But Jesus, I'm not going to try to cram you over as the leftovers. You deserve better than leftovers in my time, in my money, in my friendships, in every area. So I'm going to ask everybody to pray right now. Everybody close your eyes. And we're just going to spend some time talking with God. For some of you, you need to say, Jesus, I'm going to put you first. I'm going to put you center. I, I want to begin that relationship with you. If that's you, if you need that relationship, Jesus first. I just want you to just bravely and boldly just raise your hand. Let me see it. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. See you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. This prayer is for you. I want you to pray this from your gut. Dear Jesus, I need you in my life first. Lord, I've tried putting you in there last. And you don't fit. And for, for me to say that you don't fit in my life and you made my life, you gave me every 24 hours in a day. And to say that the one, the greatest, the biggest thing in my life, you, just doesn't fit. Hey, right. And I'm missing it. So, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and in my life. Be my center. Be the I want you to fill my cup. That when I put you first, that everything just kind of fits. 